So you want to hear a dad joke before we jump into this? I would love to hear a dad joke. So due to a noise complaint, they passed a law in Hawaii to where you can no longer laugh above a certain decibel. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because now all they can do is an aloha. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to... B&B anime. There's your intro for the week, everybody. Hi, I'm Brad. That's Blue. She's back. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I stole your intro. Whatever will you do? <laughs> you did steal it. And that's not going to make a lick of sense for no. how that's just going to come straight in. But you know yeah. what? Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. I'm back. Back again. Welcome back. Last week was a shit show. Not as much of a shit show as the last time, but still a shit show. It's fun. It keeps you on the, on your toes, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's uh anytime an anime film comes out, let's just let's just do that. Why not? Keep me on my toes to the point to where I have to get over my stage fright. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like I guess I just want to sit down and have this discussion with you two instead of just doing it to a microphone. Yeah, it's much more difficult to get the same, like, flow going when you're just sitting there talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like the last one, like kind of how I said, if it had been back whenever we first started the podcast, it mm -hmm. would have been much more of a train wreck. Mm -hmm. But this time, not so bad. Like, I wasn't anywhere near as harsh on myself with this one as I was the last one I had to solo. Good. So definitely, definitely wasn't bad. It's still bad, but not that bad. <laughs> it's a learning curve, right? Nobody's perfect on their first recording by themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Also, I felt like I was just more coherent with everything. Although, at the same time, it was just me rambling about how just surreal it was to be back in a theater. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet that felt really weird. It was really weird. Yeah. Like, the theater was packed outside of the socially distanced rows. Mm -hmm. The cosplayers were out. If you've paid any attention to tiktok at all have you seen like the people going to see demon slayer on tiktok i've seen a couple clips yeah so it's been pretty much memes like we were all just sitting there it went through the funimation logo then just across the theater all you hear is ed and yeager <laughs> we're all dying it was a great time oh, it was a really good. fun experience also yeah, i cried it was fun i enjoyed it i really really enjoy when people are so into something you know and i feel like mm -hmm. as an anime community we tend to be that way we we go hard or we go home you know we it's it's very hard to find someone who casually watches anime mm -hmm. you know i i feel like you don't watch anime without being able to say oh yeah these are my top five animes mm -hmm. not only that but you don't go see an anime in theaters if you don't like heavily watch anime yeah Except for maybe this one, just because of all the hype that was around it. But even then, you would have had to have watched the season. No, because also, really? due to TikTok, a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, went into this blind. Oh! Like, it was wild to see the amount of people that went in having never seen this film, and then you just see them recording afterwards, and they've got, like, tears streaking down their face. Oh! And they have no idea any of the, the prelude. No, like, they don't know any of the main characters. They don't know anything. All I know is it was, this is the first time 
in a very long time I've been to a packed out theater, but this is the first time to where it's been a packed out theater and there's been emotions involved. Because the other time we went and it was packed, we went to go see Dragon Ball Super Broly. Mm-hmm. And there's no emotions in that. It's just fighting. It's everybody just getting hyped and cheering whenever shit happens. Mm-hmm. But this time, like, everybody laughed. Like, Inosuke carried the film with his humor. <laughs> it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Everybody cried. It was such a just weird feeling, but I was, I loved every minute of it. And it's... A piece of magic that I don't think that will ever be recreated again. Yeah, it's. I remember going to see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 in Mm -hmm. England. I had flown back for family reasons and happened to be there on the night of the premiere of the the film. Mm -hmm. And so I went to my local theatre that I, I grew up going to. And it's this old 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 cinema that used to be a a theater and Mm then was transformed into a film cinema and then eventually like a regular dvd projector vibe thing now yeah there are lots of them like that over over europe so it's it's quite common to see them Mm -hmm. and they're usually tucked in between small buildings because of course they were theaters and normally those theaters were also more adult theaters and so they were like tucked away and uh, and yeah so ours was ours was quite tucked away as well and i remember going there and and having the like everyone i knew from the whole town was all there all dressed up everyone i went to school with all of the older years just people that had come from like the country because of course i lived in the town but we were in the gardens of england so there were lots of village folk around that didn't have a theater near them that all came and it was like hundreds of people cramming into this teeny tiny theater that totally wasn't health and safety because people were like sitting on the stairs and the stuff like it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) there were the fire exits were blocked um Mm -hmm. but we all fit we all made it work and uh and i remember watching that there and, and how insane that experience was and it's so nice when you get that moment, no matter what it is with whatever you're watching, you know, but when you have that same powerful community of people that are just there to have a good time and you're mm-hmm. going through something that is your collective emotions, you know, and mm-hmm. and you're all passionate about it in one way or another. You're either passionate about it because you are new and you, you're excited because it's something you haven't experienced before or you're passionate about it because you're a longtime fan and you're finally getting to see it. And you're so excited because there are new people there and you get to share it with new people. And I don't know, it's it's such a cool, happy experience. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and again, with it being like the first like big release in theaters with COVID having happened, mm-hmm. it was just surreal, man. Oh, yeah. I don't have any words for it. Like, I've never been to a theater and just felt, like, those kind of emotions. It's the first time you've seen people. Right? Especially that many people. Yeah. I brought a group of ten friends with me. That was the first time I've seen a lot of them in a long time. Yeah. But not only that, but I saw, like, one of, or not one of, he is the oldest friend that I have. Like, I have known this dude for almost 20 years and this mm-hmm. is the first time I've seen him in over a decade. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird how we can all be brought back together by anime. And this film, not only that, so you want to hear something adorable? Mm-hmm. So you know how I said I got us those giant Nezuko plushies? <laughs> yeah. 
my plushie went with me. Oh. And then we were all basically paying or playing past the Nezuko during the film. Oh. Like everybody just got turns holding a giant Nezuko plushie in our group. That's so cute. Not only that, but do you remember the video that we watched together not too awful long ago with Zenitsu in real life where he's running around a convention center chasing Nezuko? <laughs> yeah. I got to see that TikTok being filmed live, man. Nice. I got to watch a dude face plant a tree. <laughs> it was great. It was hilarious. I enjoyed every minute of it. I don't know how his face is, though. <laughs> Best of luck to your face, dude. Best yeah. of luck to your nose. But again, just the cosplayers being out and everything. It was fun. It was glorious. Yeah, now you have to go to a convention. That's the next step. Yeah. Because shenanigans happen at conventions. I have, I'll have to try and think of some stories to share on the podcast of, of shit that I've seen at conventions. Maybe we should just do like a whole convention podcast episode. Yeah, we should. That would be fun. Just for giggles. Especially if, like, we actually start going to conventions again one of these days. Yeah, I would love to record an episode of the podcast at a convention one day. That would be cool as fuck. Like, if we could just sit down and do it, that'd Mm -hmm. be badass. Yeah, well, yeah, I'd absolutely love to do it at Animathon here in Canada because it's a convention that I've kind of seen grow over the years. Mm -hmm. And it just moved to another, to a, a new huge building before COVID happened. Then obviously COVID happened, but like it's, it just had like, it's really, really growing every time I go there. It's getting more and more famous voice actors, more and more people that are coming to see the convention. The artist alley is insane. The vendors that are there are insane. The cosplayers are insane. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I've met some really cool people there and, and made some good friends and have some good memories. So I would mm. love one day it would be really awesome to get you up here in Canada and uh, record an episode of the podcast at my home convention. I would love to do that. Also, I think it would be hilarious to look at the border guy going through my bag of cosplay. <laughs> because again, what I want to happen is you to be Tanjiro and me be Nezuko. Yeah. I'm down. Just for shenanigans. We could do that. Why not? <laughs> I mean, fuck it. I'm game for anything at this mm-hmm. point. Plus, I'm really upset that I didn't dress up for the film. Mm-hmm. I felt like such a non-nerd. Because <laughs> I was jealous of the people that showed up in cosplay. Like, we had the whole set of fucking Hashira show up. Nice. And I was so jealous. We had Inosuke, we had Zenitsu and Nezuko. It was great. I was so jealous, man. You're going to need to uh, dress up as Sailor Moon when you go see her film. So, speaking of, I was going to talk about this for the news bit. However, so, the Sailor Moon films will not be coming to theaters. They're coming straight to Netflix. Oh, okay then. Date they're going to Netflix is June 3rd. Huh, okay. So, I'm going to have to fuck with the podcast schedule again. Mm, yeah. Because, why not? They're releasing parts one and two on the same day. Yeah, let's watch them. I want to see. I am, I'm totally game. You have seen zero Sailor Moon, if I am No, yeah, correct, I am right? a Sailor Moon noob. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I think, for someone who's never seen Sailor Moon, though, I know a fair amount about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those ones that have just, like been absorbed by my brain over the years even though i've never actually seen it myself <laughs> mm. so we're gonna have to do it a week late though okay 
Because it comes out the week of episode 69, and I'm not fucking that up. <laughs> no, we're not changing that. <laughs> episode 69 is staying. Yep, 100%. That's uh, that's going to be a great time. Yeah, I'm excited to have you watch this. I don't know what I'm getting into. All I know is, is I'm excited just it's, for shenanigans. It's uh, certainly something special. Uh, I watched it so I could troll people, and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. Yeah, just suggest to people, hey, you should watch this. It's, Why? I don't know. You'll see. It's one of those ones where it's like people go, ah, oh, um, I've recently been getting into anime. Do you have any good recommendations? And it's the first one that comes to my brain every time. So <laughs> You're such a fucking troll, man. <laughs> uh, anyways, we are going to be discussing Chihaya Furu soon. But soon? <laughs> soon? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. What are we doing? Who am I? Uh, I don't fucking know. All I know is I've made up for lack of news with a shit ton of news this week. Oh, well, there you go. Shihayafuru. I guess we can jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What is happening? What okay. is life? I took too, too much time off, and now my brain is dead. You took off one week. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Is one week too much time off? ADHD, yes, yes it is. When you change your schedule, I think I think I've broken everything. Just just for a sake of my sanity and my anxiety, yes, one week off is too much. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we talk, and I wonder if you have ADHD too. I've actually started to wonder that here mm-hmm. lately because the more I learn about ADHD, the more I'm like, you know. Yeah, it makes me wonder. I, I mean, would doubt it. It's it's a uh, worth a. Uh, uh, shot because of course there's so many different variations of it and like the typical one that you get in your brain is uh somebody being like talking then oh a butterfly or mm-hmm. somebody that like can't sit still and they're always fidgeting and running around and getting told off for being hyperactive right and like those mm-hmm. are a couple variations of it but those aren't like the sole thing of adhd a lot of the symptoms are just like not being able to focus on somebody's voice when you're like having a conversation with them sometimes you'll just drift off on your own thought path um mm. forgetting what you walked into a room for going on tangents when you're talking like i currently am right now 100 uh, <laughs> percent. yeah forgetting what you were gonna say as soon as you go to say it uh, yes forgetting about the world around you or the fact that you need to like pee and eat and move and stuff once you're like focused on something you hyper focus on it and before you know it time has gone by and oops i the day is gone, you know? Oh, is that ADHD? I thought that was just depression. <laughs> <laughs> similar, similar. I, um, I am misdiagnosing myself all the way around. All the way around. Although I'm still probably not. I mean, the HD, the, the hyperactive part is something that I don't have a lot of, so I don't have a lot of those those mm-hmm. symptoms, so it's harder for me to describe them, but I know it's a lot of, like, restless movements, um, which I do kind of have. Like, I mean, the amount of times you guys have heard me, like, fiddling with a pen and throw it across the room halfway through recording because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was messing with something. So it is, like, using your hands a lot to talk, speaking really quickly, jumping from topic to topic, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're curious, just go I ask mean... somebody. You can take a test. There's online ones as well you can take that, I mean, they don't properly diagnose you you need to go to someone to properly diagnose you but they can give you an idea about whether or not it's something to look further into Mm -hmm. well on that note as well i've been contemplating seeing a therapist yeah because come to find out my job offers six free visits a year yeah and then every visit after that's like 20 bucks i i mean if you think it's worth it absolutely go 
you gents out there are the ones who don't tend to go and get mental health help. And physical health help. You don't go to your doctors for your checkups. What? No. Yeah, Me? so... I would, I would never. <laughs> your every now and again PSA coming from Blue. I think it's about under the age of 30 that testicular cancer is really common throughout men. So check that. And then when you get over the age of 30, approximately, it's prostate cancer as well. So make sure you are going to check your body out when you're in the shower. Have a feel, just check if there's anything that is irregular, go get it checked out. Okay. Yeah, do the thing. Yes. Listen to Blue. She is the big brain out of the group. I'm the big dumb. Mm, do the things. It's not embarrassing, it's important. It could save your life and your balls. Yes. She's not lying. <laughs> yeah. So about that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Insert joke here. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yep, that's just the caption. Insert joke here. We're saying nothing else. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, it's definitely something that I've been considering here lately, especially because of the way that shit has fallen apart in the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, the first six visits are free. What the fuck could it hurt? Like, I don't, I don't foresee it causing any damage or anything like that doing it. Definitely not damaging my pocket, which I have to worry about right now because I just bought a new truck. Yeah, what's your truck like? It's very nice. I can be going down the interstate and feel like I'm just driving down a back road. Nice. There's no road noise. It just feels like I'm just cruising. Nice. But it's nice. It's big. I love it. Does it have a name? No, not yet. How rude. Look, man, I'm already planning out, like, anime stickers to put on it. Okay. I'm going to get, like, a special front license plate made with our podcast logo on it. Okay, that's that's sick. Yeah, so don't don't you worry about it. I'm working on getting it, like, all ready to go. That's fun. You know, honestly, if I could get it anime wrapped, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, I would be that Nezuko's guy. Nezuko's Kimono? Yes. I was just thinking, like, having the whole Demon Slayer crew down the side just for giggles, but mm-hmm. you know what? Just Nezuko's kimono wrap all the way around. <gasps> and for the grill, like, get the bars yeah. over the grill, yeah, but yeah, do yeah. it in, like, green bamboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aha, I'm content with this. <laughs> and get the horn changed to, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Only people who know would get it as well, which would make it so much more special. Right. But I could take that thing to car shows and everyone would love it. Mm-hmm. Or at least the people that got it would love it. Everybody yeah. else would be like, that's what? interesting. <laughs> what did you do? Why is this big burly man sitting here with a pink and black truck with green bars? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, just shh, don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. See, this this is what I missed last week. Just the nonsense. Nonsense, yeah. So where were we? What were we doing? <laughs> I don't remember. News? Were we on news? Do you have any? I, I do have news. Okay, let's do that. So, shall we get the Demon Slayer news done and out of the way first? Okay. Demon Slayer opened at number one in the U.S. box office on Friday, nice. making $9.5 on its opening day and opening at number one. However, it exceeded all expectations because everybody thought that it would just do, you know, like $10 million its first weekend. Yeah. It did nineteen point seven. Ooh, nearly doubled it. Nearly doubled it. And so it opened second on its full opening weekend, but it only lost to Mortal Kombat by like $1 million. However, it was playing in half the theaters that Mortal Kombat was playing in. Ooh, 
I bet there's some execs out there that really regret limiting those amount of theaters. Right? Well, here's the thing. I think Demon Slayer is a prime example of why anime... Like, if you have a really popular anime, why not just make a film? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have the ability to make an arc into a film and not take away from anything, yeah, do it. Because, let me just say, this followed the manga to a T. It did it beautifully. Like, mm-hmm. I said it in last week's episode, but this film was like a love letter to the fans. Aww. And I was there for every minute of it. Because it was literally like four or five episodes of an anime, just all wrapped up into one very pretty blanket. Nice. But yeah, so if you have the ability to do it, just do it. Yeah. And this is a prime example as to why, like Attack on Titan. We're not sure how it's going to end, how far the part two of season four is going to be. But if you could make like an hour and a half to two hour long film, do it. Mm -hmm. I would be a-okay with it. I would go see it. I'm planning on going to see the My Hero film whenever it comes out in September. Yeah. Speaking of My Hero, great. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, so more news. So the One Punch Man season one director, Shingo Natsume, is going to be doing a new original anime called Sunny Boy with Madhouse. Mm-hmm. I think you'll agree. The art style, very pretty. For how simple it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But that's that's all I know. I haven't done any more research. I don't know anything else about the show. All I know is it's a One Punch Man director, and I like that art style. Mm-hmm. So I am game. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I think it, I, I, well, I'm always excited to hear new stuff and to watch new stuff and, and with new art styles all the mm-hmm. more. Now, speaking of new stuff, but made of old stuff. Our last piece of news today, you're going to be very excited about. Oh. Free movie, The Final Stroke, mm. is scheduled for September of this year. Ooh. So, will Free be ending with a film? I don't know. All I know is I want to watch it. I want to watch season three. Yeah. I don't remember if I finished it. I'm I know sorry. I haven't finished it, but I know what I did do. What? I finished two and a half seasons of Chihaya Furu. <laughs> I, I held back. I watched the first season and I was like, as soon as we've done recording a podcast, I'm going to jump into the next season because otherwise I'm going to get my thoughts all muddled. But I, mm-hmm. it was, it took some mad restraint because I, oh my God, so badly I wanted to just be like, and season two, play. I, I had no restraint, mainly because it started auto-playing season two and I was bored. Yeah. So I was like, let's continue. And then next thing I know, it's 3 a.m. and I'm on season three and I was like, fuck. I've been there. Been there, done that. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole that just can't be stopped. No, and Chihaya is so watchable. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, it is incredibly watchable, and you just kind of forget what you're doing. Yeah. Mate, I'm not going to lie. I cried during the first season. I teared up. I, I got teary-eyed. I didn't fully cry. I think I probably did the first time I watched it, but because I obviously knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just wasn't in a crying mood. I don't know. I, but yeah, I didn't. Um, uh, I mean, mine was more or less like the nostalgia factor. Yeah. It was like, it kind of crashed down, like, what this show was. Yeah. And I was like, fucking hell, man. Yeah, without Chihaya, this podcast wouldn't exist. Our friendship probably wouldn't be anywhere near as strong as it is. No. So. Like, we have a lot to thank that anime for. Yeah. So, blame blame this anime for this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it, it 
we jump we go into the yeah let's do the thing <laughs> shall we shall we do the thing let's do the thing so the manga was written by yuki sue sugo sugu don't uh. murder me in the comments why not <laughs> but it's oh it's still going its original run was from december 28th of 2007 until present yeah Su- uh, Sue yeah. Yeah, Sugu. I don't know why I said Sugo. My brain, not working. So the anime was directed by Morio Asaka mm-hmm. and has run for a total of 74 episodes and an OVA. Three seasons, yeah. So here is my question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed something while watching the first season and like paying attention to things as you go along? I don't know, have I? <laughs> More specifically, the episode titles. Oh, they're the, the, they're the poems, aren't they? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Including the OVA, there's 75 episodes. So there's going to be 100? That's what I was going to say. Do you think there's only going to be one more season? It would make sense. I mean, it would be sad and I would not be happy about it, but it would make sense. But then it makes me hope that there's a spin-off series because Kana talked about those 75 other poems from a different era. I know they probably don't have a card game based on it, but there are more poems. Well, not only that, but there could technically be hope for eight seasons mm-hmm. because the guy that joins the club in season two, mm-hmm. remember they play like second verse Karta. Yeah. So that's also a thing. I wouldn't have remembered that if I had to watch through season two, but I was like, oh, hey, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's background. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, a PG-13, which I feel like is pretty accurate. More to the point, just because it's quite complicated, and I feel like somebody under the age of 13 might struggle to just keep up with the storyline and the gameplay. Uh, yeah. I understood the game a lot mm-hmm. better watching it this time. Like, I immediately got sucked back into it. Yeah. So, overall thing on the thing, <laughs> description of the of the anime, before we jump into actual discussions where we need to put our spoiler chicken hats on, um, Chiarafuru is based around a group of high school students, specifically a trio of friends that um, are all players of the sport slash game of Karuta, which is a card game based on 100 poems um, written over several hundred years in Japanese history. The card game is is fairly simple once you get the hang of it. It's um, each poem has uh, is written on one of a hundred cards. So there's a hundred poems on a hundred cards. Each player gets twenty five cards placed in front of them. So there's fifty cards that are dead cards. Then you have a reader who recites the first half of the poem, and then the second half of the poem, which is what is written on the cards. And you have to basically match what the reader is saying to one of the cards that is placed either in front of you or your opponent. The first person to lose all their cards wins. And uh, if you knock away one of your opponent's cards, you send one of yours over to theirs to eliminate your numbers, make them go lower. And then, of course, you have the 50 dead cards. So you have to listen for them in case the card isn't actually in play. Stuff like that. It's a pretty simple card game once you get into it. But they don't actually start describing the card game until partway through the anime. So I feel like it's, it's like it doesn't do you any harm to know how the card game works before you go into the anime. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't think it's necessary. I think they paced it quite well to where if you don't know, like you still know what's going on. You just don't know the in-depth intricacies, but you do learn them throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Like I had to do a good bit of relearning going into this 
Mm-hmm. But as someone who watched it through the first time, like you understand enough to go along, but you focus more on like the emotional aspects of it. Yeah. To where this time I was like, ooh, sports. Give me sports. Give me sports. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's based around this trio, Chihaya, Taichi, and Arata, and they're all childhood friends, and it's about them. It's kind of a coming-of-age story. It's also them having a common goal and, you know, self-doubt and family issues and all of the stuff that teenagers normally experience. And then, um, and then it all being centered around this very niche sport that, uh, that they all have in common. Spoiler such a good show. Hits. It is such yeah, a good Yeah, spoiler hat. chicken hats. Did I say such a good hat? I meant such a good show. Yes, you did. <laughs> That's but a hey, the spoiler you, chicken right hat. <laughs> the spoiler chicken hat is definitely a good hat because it keeps people from having their shit spoiled. It does. But that is a perfect example of ADHD. I was on track to say such a good show, but you said hat, and so my brain went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's part of the fun. Uh, yeah, 100%. Okay, so now your spoiler chicken hats are on. Brad. Ah! <laughs> so I'm sure you had a great time with a lot of the cringe in this season. I, uh, I, there's something quite charming about Chihaya to where I mm-hmm. don't feel that it's as bad as it is in other animes. So I learned something today. Okay. Chihaya is not a, like, shoujo manga. It's a josai, which, like, is a romance, but it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not an, like, idealistic, dramatic version, like shoujo are. Yeah. But this is more real. Mm-hmm. So as far as, like, sports and romance anime goes, this is probably the most realistic that we've ever covered. I 100% actually really agree with that. Because, like, Chihaya's um, just flat-out naivety and mm-hmm. obliviousness is very relatable. I mean, not only that, but it's high school, so it's even worse and yeah. also great. Mm-hmm. And then Taichi being head over heels for her, but still having a girlfriend for, like, how many weeks that he didn't talk to? <laughs> I know, right? Like, I considered that a plot hole. Yeah, I feel like they forgot about him. <laughs> they forgot about the girlfriend, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh yeah, she's a thing, uh, we're gonna break up real quick. Yeah, I forgot about that, like, going into it. Like, I thought that she might have been a little bit more of a prominent figure. Yeah. Until she wasn't, and then he was like, oh, let's just break up. And I was like, son of a bitch. Okay, yeah, let's start from the beginning. So we're starting off with the trio, uh, Arata, Taichi, and Chihaya, all young'uns, all friends, we're in the flashback phase because, like, the initial introduction of the characters happened so quickly and then it's immediately thrust into flashback for, like, three episodes. Good flashbacks, though. Good flashbacks. We appreciate the flashbacks. Gave us good foundation. I mean, especially considering, like, we're not used to getting flashbacks until, like, episodes four or five. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're getting them right off the bat to establish our, like, core group of characters, where it's like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah, and it yeah it establishes the, our trio, but it also establishes some of the elders that end up being really integral to people's like growth throughout the years, mm-hmm. like senseis, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cute kids. Tai Chi was a little shit. Tai Chi was a little shit. Arata has not changed at all. No. Now there's Chihaya. No. Yeah. Except for in looks. Yeah, and and in her. I mean, she's still head over heels for her sister in, like, the... But she doesn't, like, idolize her in the same way. She's found new idols now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 
went from like her idolizing her sister to realizing that nobody really gave a shit about her playing Karta. Mm-hmm. And she was so passionate about it. She's like, I'm going to focus on my own things now. Yeah. Which is realistic. It is. It makes sense. Well, especially when you have a sister in, in that kind of world. I know that, mm-hmm. you know, there, like I, I saw it a lot in, in the industry when I was working as a model that there was quite often siblings of like two girls or two boys and one of them would fit the height and weight requirements and another one just wouldn't because, you know, they're very, it's a very small niche box and you either do or you don't. And I mean, in this case, they both did, but Chihaya had no interest. Mm-hmm. But you do see it. You see you see one family like star and one introvert, one extrovert and one introvert. And the extrovert is way more out there. Not that Chihaya is exactly an introvert, but you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's definitely in her own lane. So yeah, it's very relatable seeing that kind of thing when, when you have an older sister that is in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Because similar to the film industry to where it's like, so cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> also, um... Uh, her modeling agency bought her clothes, or her her manager bought her clothes. I wish. <laughs> I just I'm just putting that out there for me. I wish if you get like big enough and and you sell enough, then you get given stuff. You get to keep stuff. But mm-hmm. um, when you're just starting out like she was, no way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's different in Japan. I don't know, but it, that's not the way it works over here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just put that out there. But yeah, so you're introduced to our core trio, or really, you're introduced to Tai Chi and Chihaya, and you see Arata being the loner in the class, and Tai Chi is being a little shit. Yes. And getting the whole class to turn on Arata, and Chihaya was like, no, I'm going to stand up for him. Yeah, she's very headstrong right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Chihaya and Arata end up bonding a little bit and she goes around to his house and then he introduces her to Karata because they're learning the hundred poems in school and so when he shows her the cards um he says do you know what they are and she's like yeah that's Karata we have a tournament in school every now and again and uh and they have a game and this is when Chihaya is first introduced to the card game that she falls in love with and to a prodigy child and uh I say prodigy, he he was a prodigy child, but he wasn't a prodigy child because he was naturally incredibly talented. He was just exposed to it from a very young age and a hard worker. And not only that, but his grandfather was an eternal master. Yes, so like the highest of the high that you can get. Mm-hmm. And so they have a match and Shihaya manages to take one card because she has good ears. And, uh, and it fully, like that major loss fully then sparks her passion for this sport that she didn't know really existed. Well, knew existed, but, like, didn't care for. So then they go back to school, and Taiji's upset that Arata and Chihaya are close because he got the whole class to ignore her, and, and he wants her to ignore him because he has a crush on her but won't admit it. And then they end up challenging, uh, Arata and Taiji end up challenging each other to a karate match in front of the whole school to see who is, like, good enough and the bets just basically, like, we'll ignore you or you can talk to Chihaya. <laughs> like, that's basically it. Um, but then Taiji, being the little shit that he is, steals Arata's glasses. And uh, he, in the, the final match, he ends up not doing so hot because of that. Chihaya takes over and wins. <laughs> Spoiler. Except it's not because you have your hats on. You better have your hats on, by the way. If you don't have your hat on, I'm going to be mad. I'm still disappointed I have not bought us chicken hats. (laughs) 
we're gonna have to record the podcast when we're at the convention we'll be in cosplay and then halfway through the podcast we're like okay spoiler trigger lights on we just stick our hats on yep like pull off wigs hats on (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes (laughs) yeah um okay so then we're back to teenage years well arata ends up moving away taichi goes to a different middle school because he's big smart and his mom's a bitch and um (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) and chihaya ends up just in the same middle school as normal so now we're in high school and yeah it's it's chihaya getting reacquainted with taichi learning that he's hanging around and that he ended up going to the local high school because he didn't want to have to commute anymore and them, uh, yeah, kind of reacquainting each other. And then Shihaya finding out that Taichi has a girlfriend that calls him Takun, <laughs> which is hilarious how <laughs> fixated she gets on Taichi being called Takun. <laughs> Even whenever they break up, spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Shihaya was just like, oh, that was the girl they called him Takun. What happened? <laughs> so funny okay oh it's great mm-hmm. um and yeah Chihaya basically threatens him into starting a karate club with uh her and shenanigans ensue and they end up starting a karate club it's just the two of them though they're hanging out and uh eventually they well they need five members to it's, it's the similar plot line of every sports anime ever they need five members to have official club status so that they can get uh, a teacher and funding and a permanent place in a club room. And yeah, that's when they come across Kana, who is the third member of our team. And she is a little, um, adorable, ancient world-obsessed high schooler who we love. She's great. She loves poems and kimono and Hanukkah and, and Karuta, but like for a completely different reason. <laughs> Can we talk about the kimonos of this show for a second? Oh, so beautifully designed. Oh, like, I just want one. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, especially a lot of the ones that Chihaya wore. Mm -hmm. Especially the one in the OP. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I got a little teary-eyed listening to the OP and ED again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's really, it's like a huge nostalgia trip. Yeah, not only that, but the OP and ED of the show were only a minute long instead of a minute and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. That was that was interesting. Now, granted, it worked, but it was weird. I liked it. I really liked the OP and ED. Mm-hmm. They're nice. They fit the show. Yeah, I don't think they're they're anything to like write home about, but they they absolutely fit their role. You know? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like if they were anything more extravagant than that, then they would kind of almost feel out of place. Yeah, it's not Demon Slayer, Gringe, or Tokyo Ghouls unravel by any means but for the show it fit mm-hmm. like 10 out of 10 for placement but overall wise i'd give it a six mm-hmm. yeah. for the op and eds yeah i feel like that's that's fair um yeah so anyway now we have kana she's part of the team um arata is still like on the other side of the country um and we don't really know what's going on with him uh but yeah we have we have kana and she is reading poems and they end up persuading her to become part of the the there's a really sweet moment where Chihaya goes to find Kana because she wants her to become part of the team and she goes into her family's kimono shop traditional clothing shop and uh Kana starts explaining the meanings behind the poems what she sees what she feels how she interprets them and Chihaya just pays attention in a way that you can see that 
Kana has never experienced from anyone before. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it was just me, but their acquisition of new members was like an episode ordeal each. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that being longer before you went back and watched this? I feel like it. I feel like that. But there's just so much that happens in each one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those, like, I remembered it in my head, like, being like a two or three episode ordeal with Kana and then like a two episode deal with Desk Tomo-kun, <laughs> which humors me to no end. Also, I tried to watch this dubbed just to kind of, you know, make it easier on myself, give my brain a break. Uh-uh. I cut that shit off after like 10 minutes. Oh, no. I didn't even get to see how Karatha was actually played. I didn't make it that far. For I was like, fuck it, back to the sub. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's bad by any means, but the connection that I had to the characters after watching three seasons subbed, it just felt wrong. You've just made me incredibly curious as to how they read the poems, though. Yeah, there's part of me that really wants to know, but I couldn't sit through it long enough to get to it. Yeah, that makes me... Because, like... The way that the poems are read are, are like the syllables and the, the 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 rhythms that they're written that they're written and read in follow a specific pattern that mm-hmm. translated to English, you might have to alter the meaning of the poem to get the rhythm in. Or it's like you know OPs and EDs or Fuka where they have you know everything else dubbed, but those points mm-hmm. subbed. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, because I wouldn't want them to dub the the readings. No, absolutely not. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but yeah, so then we have Connor as part of our team. She's adorable. We love her. She's great. So then we uh, find Komano, who is second smartest kid in the grade. Best, second best test scores after Taichi. And he is known as Desk-kun, or what did you, what, what's his full Desk desk mano, desk tomo kun. Desk tomo kun. Yeah, because it goes off his first name. Yep. And uh, he is yeah he's he's known as that because he never leaves his desk. He studies all through every break. He doesn't have any friends. Everyone kind of makes fun of him. They steal his notes or like he lends them his notes and they take them and then he thinks maybe we'll be friends and then they're never friends because they just throw his notes back in his face when they're done with them, because kids are mean. Yeah, fucking jerks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he is, he takes all of his aggression out kind of mentally at Tai Chi because Tai Chi is traditionally very good looking. He is very athletic. He never seems to study, but always gets best grades. He's kind of that impossible person that just seems like you're just, they just have life too good, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But of course, he doesn't know Tai Chi. He doesn't know that his mom's a bitch. He doesn't know that uh, he does spend all hours studying. He just doesn't, when he's supposed to uphold his image because his mom's a bitch. Um, like, like he, he, he's a, still a human being. But to, to um, Komono, he doesn't see him that way because obviously he's this like unattainable person. And so when Chihaya goes to recruit him because Taichi said that they should get people that are smart for Karuta, uh, he wants nothing to do with it. So then, yeah, she picks him up, desk and all, and carries him over to the club room where she plonks him down and says, watch us play a match and then you'll be hooked, basically. And he's like, nah, uh, if it's going to improve my memory and stuff, then you should be able to flip all the cards over and play with them just knowing where their position is. And this is when Tai Chi is just not even human. 
right? Like, this is bullshit mm-hmm. at this point. So he plays with 100 cards in play with different poems, poems on them, knowing exactly where they're positioned on the board, moves his cards around to mess with Shihaya, knows which cards have already been read, knows the locations of the cards on the play playing field, and wins. Like, I don't... They didn't get to a point where they couldn't play anymore because they didn't remember. He freaking won. He got rid of all of his cards. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah, dude's fucking... Dude's fucking superhuman. He is. Like, without a doubt. Yeah, his brain is, is next level. Um, so then Komeno leaves to go back to his, his classroom and Taichi follows him. They get into a bit of an altercation where Taichi's just basically like, you think that you're, like, you think that I'm good. Like, uh, you think that talent is needed in Karuto or whatever. Because he, uh, he's saying, I don't have any talent. I don't have any talent. There's no point in me joining. And of course, Taichi grew up with Arata, who absolutely beat him to smithereens multiple times when they were children and who he sees as a completely unattainable goal. So when Kamano says that he is the unattainable goal, Taichi's just like, you have no idea. And, but like, we're, we're introducing you to a community. You get to be with people, be friends, come join us. It, it'll be a fun time. But he didn't say that because they're bros and bros are too cool to admit feelings. And so, <laughs> and so he heads on back to the club room and uh, Komodo trots along behind him. And now we have four members. Yay! And Desk Tomo-kun throws his desk. He does. He's like, fuck this shit. Well, Taichi a... yeets his desk. Yeah, Taichi yeets his desk, but Taichi is like superhuman. We've discussed that at this point. I saw a whole thing in the comment section on <laughs> Crunchyroll of people discussing his desk throw and whether or not the desk was made, what materials the desk was made out of it to be, for <laughs> it to be legit. <laughs> and that's just a theory. An anime theory. But yeah, it was really funny. It's like all these people being like, but if the top, if the legs were made of aluminum and if the top is made out of, like, I, I was like, I don't, what? Are we really discussing this right now? Yes. <laughs> because you gotta think, these are just weebs. Of course they're gonna sit there and hash it out. Analyze. Because why not? Us. Yeah. Why not? And I mean, you know, these are people that are fuck off outside. You're done? Mia. These are obviously people that are enjoying the show. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. The comments throughout this were were really positive. I only saw a couple of comments. Excuse me. I only saw a couple of comments over the 25 episodes that were like talking about, I wouldn't even say they were negative comments. It was just like, oh, this character is kind of annoying me. Or I didn't like that one part, but I didn't see anything that was like, this is shite. So that was really And I can good. see why. Like, there's nothing about the show that I just dislike. Yeah, it's, well, let's see what it's ranked. It's ranked uh, 8.22 season one on my anime list. And it is 4.33 out of five stars on Anime Planet. Hmm. So general consensus of like eight and a half, give or take. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ranked pretty consistently. I could see it. Mm-hmm. How will this be with our actual grades? Yeah. Find out at the end. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what you say, but what did we say? Um, because ours is more important. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then we only have one more member left uh, of the group, and that is Nishi- Nishida. <laughs> I can speak Nishida. And he is a, um, he's, he's a, he's a pork bun, um... <laughs> Yes. Like, he's literally just called Porky, which just humors me to no end. Mm -hmm. Because I get it. I'm right there with you, man. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if, I don't know, because in, he is actually called Pork Bun, but it translates for us to Porky, um, mm-hmm. which is funny. <laughs> but yeah, we, we don't, we don't body shame here, but he's not mad at it, as long as it's Chihaya calling him that, because she is an airhead and he's allowed to. Everyone else, mm-hmm. not allowed. <laughs> I also like who admits that, like, everybody else? No, but just because it's you, yes. Yeah, it's weird when you call me by my name. also like how Taichi is the only one that actually calls everyone by their name. Right, yeah. Everybody else calls Desktomoku Desktomoku. Yeah, yep. Which <laughs> humors me to no end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nishida is someone that they played karate against when they were kiddos, then stopped playing because he then joined the tennis team, and they all, like, separated, drifted apart. And then they find out that he's in the same school. Chiai tries to go and get him back. And uh, his story is probably the simplest out of the three recruits, I find. Mainly yeah, because... Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, I feel like it, his is the quickest and the simplest. But I also feel like that's because at the same time, he's got... Um, we're being more and more introduced to... Oh, what are they... What's her nickname? Um, the, sen- the teacher, the... Um, Oh, the Empress? Empress, thank you very much. Um, We're being more and more introduced to the Empress throughout this episode as well, so we're kind of introducing two new characters as opposed to just the one. Yeah? Yeah. I like the the Empress's character development in this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's very realistic. You know, you got a teacher Mm -hmm. that's that's got a a club with a lot of members that is doing very well, that she's recently taken over, that's seeing good results. And then all of a sudden, she's got this very niche group of of students with one student who seems to have been kind of a little bit of a rascal. Chihaya is isn't exactly you know peaceful time for a teacher, and uh, and then they're making this this club that doesn't seem to that it's going to be very lucrative. So I can I can understand from her perspective why she's like. Ugh, I I don't want to have to do this. <laughs> I get it. Mm-hmm. I get why she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. But also, most improved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't know, it's really nice to see a teacher realize their mistake and then back her students, like, wholeheartedly as well. Towards the end, she was like, screw you, they're my kids. Oh, yeah, especially in the last episode. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, Nishida ends up joining as well. He was part of the tennis club, but he never lost his love for Karata. But he also has this rivalry with Arata because he was absolutely destroyed by him when they were kids, same as Taichi. So they're kind of along on the same character arc. And there's a lot to compare when it comes to Nishida and Taichi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a, that's our group of five. And then it's them going off into the school prefectural tournament, a high school tournament, where they play as a team, and then them progressing through that tournament, them slowly bonding, forming as a team, growing as a team, developing as a team, and Chihaya trying to get more and more and more in contact with Arata, and Taichi not really knowing what to do with his feelings about that, because Chihaya is... She has a very strong connection to Arata. Mm-hmm. And it, at this point, it is questionable as to whether or not it is romantic feelings or just, like, a really strong bond or an admiration. Like, you don't, throughout season one, really know where Chihaya, Chihaya sits on the emotional spectrum towards Arata. I don't think you realize any of that until season three. Mm-hmm. If memory serves. Mm-hmm. But it is 
it's it's demonstrated right off the bat that Taichi feels romantic feelings for Chihaya, but you don't even really know how Arata feels about Chihaya either. Until later on in the first season. Yeah. Whenever Taichi and Arata run into each other at the... Uh, that one tournament, that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the tournament right before the Master and Queen qualifiers. Yeah, it was a Class A uh, qualification. Well, uh, Class B trying to get up to Class A thing. Yeah, or it's like a tournament just for Class A and Class B. Mm-hmm. And then they bump into one another because rivals. Because rivals, but also friends. Friend rivals. Rivals. The best kind. <laughs> Yeah, and then or uh, yeah, friends. I don't know. <laughs> and then he asks Taiji if they're together. Well, he assumes that they are together, and then and Taiji's like, no, and then Arata's just like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, soft smile. And then Taiji's like, oh, because he reacted quite strongly to that. Mm-hmm. He went, no, definitely not, as opposed to no, but there might be something there. <laughs> to which Arata was just like. <gasps> Thank goodness. Yeah, which is like, Taichi! Idiot! <laughs> why? Why? You just gave your romantic rival hope. Yeah, you could have just said no, but dibs, because you haven't been around for years. But I also think that was like typical like anime reaction of like, what? No, 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 I don't. <laughs> yeah, but also it's, it's a Taichi reaction, because throughout mm-hmm. this, he's always, I feel like, somebody put it in, in the comment section of the, of the Crunchyroll video, and I think it explained it pretty well. When they were saying that he doesn't want to corner Chihaya into returning feelings for him. He doesn't want to, like, pressure her in any way, which is why he never grabs her hand when he's going to. He never uh, bets that she has to go on a date with him or, or you know, she. he never steers her in one direction or another. He just lets it all play out because mm-hmm. he has his own goals that he wants to focus on. She has her goals that she wants to focus on. And he also doesn't want to feel like he manipulated her decision. Mm-hmm. So he's just letting everything kind of play out as it happens. But of course, that also then means that nothing happens because he doesn't he doesn't let her know. She doesn't know. She's oblivious. It's like yeah, it's like that romance anime meme towards like episode one, they're here. Twenty four episodes later, nothing of note has happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's essentially it. That's this whole show in a nutshell. Romance? No. No. Yeah. Kano is the only one who knows as well. It's the fact that nobody else is aware of it. And she's like, I feel you, Taichi. I'm with you. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. But yeah, I don't know. And then and then the fact that um, Chihaya starts dreaming about Shinobu and I'm like, are we, is this going to turn into like, like something else? Like, is this not a straight anime? Because she's not dreaming about her guys. I'm here for it. I'm here for another citrus. Let's go. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, honestly, and then though. Taichi and Arata. Like... <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> why not? I'm game. The tension's there, man. I ship it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the show, man. It's so good. It's so good. But anyway, so they go through national tournament. They go to the national tournament. They end up winning the prefectures to go to the national tournament. And this is where we see... Um, the Empress character development because they're going to go to the national tournament. She doesn't want to go because she has a tennis training camp. So she's going to send another teacher. But then she ends up stumbling across them in the practice room and seeing how they're working really hard and their relationship to the cards in Canada. The, Canada? <laughs> Canada. <laughs> That's where I live. Um, does it, her um, 
poem speech thing. She does them every now and again throughout the show and they're really good uh, little breaks throughout the show where she talks about her poetry that ties you back into the fact that these are poems because this is a sport. You know, you're watching people fling clouds across the room at like crazy speeds to where they're getting stuck in walls and shit. Mm -hmm. And ears are being trained and reflexes are being trained and they're running at all hours of the morning and you know, it's a sport. They're playing a sport. And then every now and again, you get this moment where Kana or somebody else finds a relation to a poem. And it brings you right back into the fact that this is based in literature. And it is also an art form. And I don't know, they, they do that really well to just like, hey, just a reminder, this shit's like historical and important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then Chihaya collapses. And <laughs> that was just casual. So then Chihaya collapses. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so they end up losing in the third round of nationals and then the next day they have that individual high school tournament where which is where we are probably properly introduced to shinobu um who is the current queen the queen is the highest role a female karate player can get and she holds the tournament she's the youngest ever hold the hold the title and uh she is chihaya's goal chihaya gets paired with her in the second round of the tournament and i don't know it's a really good match i mean it's a good match but chihaya still has her ass handed to her absolutely but it's a really good pretty handily time for chihaya oh yeah like i I really enjoyed the episode because I think the match basically takes a place over an episode and there's a lot of growth that happens from it. Mm -hmm. But also I like their subtle, like, you know, acknowledgement of one another for like the daddy bear t-shirt and the snowman <laughs> man t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that friggin' bet with Tai Chi. If I beat you, I'm going to burn all of your daddy bear merch. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. But yeah, just the just the growth that comes out of that and just how it absolutely wrecks Chihaya because she realizes how much more work she actually has to do. Yeah. It's like it literally just went from a dream to reality. Like reality just came crashing in on her that she's not going to be able to just fly by the seat of her pants to the queen match. Yeah, yeah. And then the finals of the class D and B matches. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's the four members of the of the of the team. It's um Kana versus Komono and Nishida versus Tai Chi. I like how you remember his actual name. I just still call him Desktopoku. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they they're playing against each other. And I thought it was really cool how they went into discussing the um effects that the obi of the kimono was having on Kana's posture. Mhm. Mm and like how it actually made her better. Yeah. <laughs> and that subtle shade that they threw at Chihaya where it's like uh Kanabusa's grace in her kimono and Chihaya, well, she looks pretty and everything, so <laughs> Well, I mean, it's constantly said throughout the show, she's gorgeous until she opens her mouth or does or anything. something. <laughs> yeah. Because I like how in the first episode and the last episode are exactly the same, with like everybody wanting to run and meet her, and then they like see her putting up the card at the posters and they're like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, oh, it's uh, great. Uh, yeah. Porky beats Tai Chi, mm -hmm. and Kana beats Destomokun. Yeah. So both of the Class D get bumped up to Class C, and Nishida gets put into Class A. Tai Chi can be put into Class B, uh, Class A, because he won two second places in the tournaments, but um, it is like the 
individual like groups that have it's, yeah it's up to the caritas society mm-hmm. that you're a part of on if you can go up or not yeah and, and we all know dr harda ain't about that life no no <laughs> except he, dr harda is such an awesome character he is he is chihaya's best crush yes which is adorable oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. which one of us are you gonna choose who do you love sensei <laughs> Like, oh, Chihaya, you uh, oblivious nut. And doesn't she say something like that? He's like, I have a wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It's so cute. So then we're slowly getting more and more. It takes quite a while for us to be reintroduced to Arata as a teenager. And when eventually we are introduced to him, it's um, Chihaya and Taichi going on the train to go find him. And they bump into him and he has this whole character arc about his grandpa dying and it kind of being his fault, but also not because what parent leaves a child to watch over a stroke victim? Exactly. Like, it's not his fault by any means. Like, he couldn't have prevented that from happening. No. However, he feels responsible because he went to go play in a car at the tournament, even though his grandfather told him to. Yeah, but he had, like, a moment of clarity from his sickness, told him to go play in the tournament, and then, um, as so often is with people, uh, you get a little bit better before you get a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you can't have a shonen anime protagonist without loss. Yeah. Even though this is not a shonen no, by not. any means. But hey, Arata is officially a shonen main character in the making. Yeah. Although he's also being built up to be like the main shonen villain. <laughs> he could be a villain, to be honest. This kid. I mean, neither of us have finished season three. He probably is a villain. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole season four. It's Chihaya and Taichi that, have to come together to beat Arata. <laughs> that one kid <laughs> that he destroyed in when he was at his society, who said, "I'm gonna, oh God, I'm gonna yes. train to beat you." Is like that's that kid's gonna grow up to be the the protagonist. He's the main hero of the whole story. Yeah. Then you just get like a master match of the two of them facing off. Arata's in like an evil wizard outfit and the kid's like a knight in some like shiny platinum armor with a sword. Arata just like pu- pushes up his glasses. Shing! <laughs> oh, so you're approaching me. <laughs> you think you can beat me with your karata? You know nothing. Oh my god. Mada mada uh... Date by yo. That would be a whole different series. Yep, but I had to do it anyway. Oh god, yeah, that would be funny. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they exchange words. Tai Chi pulls Chihaya out of there, and uh, then Arata thinks about the fact that he's being a, a bit of a wuss, the sad little ball of goop, and needs to like. What? It's because Chihaya brought an envelope with her that had, like, little notes of things to discuss with him in case she ran out of things to talk about. Yeah. Which is somebody who deals with really bad anxiety. Same. Yeah. So I get that. But after he read those and everything, and he read the letter that Chihaya had wrote for him, he was just like, oh, I'm being an asshole. Let's go ride my bike and chase after a train. Yeah. And then... Poor Taichi, who's worked so hard to get into Chihaya's affection for her to then completely ignore him. <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, okay, so then 
kind of more individual tournaments go. I think that's the only team tournament they go through. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's just them all kind of preparing for the queen and master match or them trying to get as, as good as they can to be able to qualify for it. And Taichi trying to qualify for class A. Yeah, where he ends up bumping into Arata um, for a... Uh, class B match, which is when Arata tries to give him his phone number for Chihaya, and they also exchange the are you dating conversation and Chihaya at this mm. point is supposed to be studying for exams, because she's fifth from the bottom. Yep. Hey, you can't have a main character if they're not the shittiest grades possible. Uh-huh. Except for what was it free? Where dude had like best grades in his class or some shit like that? Yeah, he was a Tai Chi. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a thing now. Tai Chi is going to be a character type. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it going forward. Because we have that for everything else. Yeah. Speaking of, who do you see as best boy for this season? Huh. Retro. <laughs> I was going to say Dr. Harada. Yeah, no, Dr. Harada, he's great. Like, he's the only or one I could see as, like, actually. Dad with his one scrapbook. Well, that's just Best Dad Award. Best Dad Award. Although, can we really classify that, though, considering how many other scrapbooks they have for Chitose? Yeah, but I also feel like Chihaya just didn't, like, have as much content. I mean, she wasn't in the paper as much. She wasn't around as much. Yeah, but I mean, you can't can't do that to a child, though. No. But he did purposefully leave it on the table for her to see. Yeah. You know what? I'll go for... Oh, he okay, didn't leave anything bad. on the table. It was in the. It was in the thing. It was on the. It was on the. Oh, the paper was on the table with the hole in it. Yeah, but the actual scrapbook was in the bottom. You know, he can have second place best dad award for this year. Do you get first place? I don't know yet. We'll get there. <laughs> you know what? By the time we're done with my hero, All Might can have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. not a spoiler. By any means, like, that that's not a fucking spoiler. It's just dad figure. All just might. dad figure. Okay, it's dad. He is he is mildly fine. In comparison to, to Taichi's mom, he is best dad. Uh, yes. Although, if you look at the fan theories, apparently Deku's mom and All Might, that could be where Deku came from. Yeah, the surprising amount of, like, fan theories and fan fictions and stuff like that about All Might and Deku's mom are insane. And that's, like, the most common theme, or, yeah. like, the most common thread. It's, like, I'm like it's, I would say that's the biggest ship of of my hero. Probably. I mean, don't get me wrong, I can get behind it, but oh my god. Yeah, I feel like it's the most consistent as well, because uh, my hero has a lot of hardcore shippers. But I feel mm-hmm. like consistently across the board, everyone agrees that that just happens. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> the world made it canon. Oh, I'm not going to go there. We can carry on about our business. Okay, okay, sure. Because <laughs> my brain just decided to give itself a giggle. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about um, some of the side characters then. Let's talk about Pseudo and Retro and who else? Who else is a side character that's... The, the queen. Oh, Sakura as well. The really weird kawaii old lady that's... It's very polarizing. The comments on her video were either, ah, like, go, f- like, fulfill your dream no matter how old you are. And then the other half of them were like, if she says lucky me one more time... <laughs> I felt both of those. Yeah. Like, you can 100% feel both of those emotions. 
Yeah. Yeah, agreed. But at the same time, like, she was a really cool character. Pseudo is a sadist, but he, like, he plays a really pivotal role for our main core group. And then Retro is Retro. <laughs> he is something special. Uh, yeah. With his 80% accuracy on his fortune-telling cards. And yet he can't get out of class B. No. And womp, he womp. insists to this day that he can beat Tai Chi anytime he wants. Yep, even though whatever they play in finals of tournaments, he can't win. Yeah, because he beat him once when they were children. Also like how Porky gets class A and he's still like, I'm better and faster and memorize better than both of them. Yeah. It's like, bitch, please. Yep. And then you get to our master and queen qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, and, uh... Pseudo's bet of whoever loses first or loses to one another has to shave their head. Chihaya's is like, yes, and everyone else is like, no! <laughs> and then uh, Chihaya gets put out in the first round. I know, yeah, but is it the first or second round? It's the first round. The first round, because she yeah. gets... She gets lined up in the very first match at the Queen Qualifiers against yeah. the former Queen. Mm-hmm. Who... No, no, it was the second round. The first round, she ran into a miniature Shinobu. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was it was a prodigy child who was really cute, and we loved Oh, her. she was really cute. Also, even after Chihaya won, like, the child prodigy, like, had news coverage and everything there for her. But she opens the door, and you just hear everybody, like, talking about her she starts to get real sad but she uh, just broke all their concentration on it so she could run away yeah it's just i don't know it's just people being dicks and her mom just trying to like put her into an area where she would gain confidence and learn to love Mm -hmm. herself and then everyone putting way too much pressure on a small child and then being disappointed when she loses but, like, not giving any credit to Chihaya for winning fair and square, but just assuming mm-hmm. that she wasn't actually that good. Whenever she was that good and she was giving Chihaya a incredible run for her money. Yeah. Like, I could see Chihaya making queen one day, and then that girl comes to challenge her. Yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of want that arc now. Like, give me that arc. It's like an OVA episode, please. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Chihaya then runs into the former queen who has kind of lost all of her, like, passion for for the sport. And Chihaya then is like, okay, well, I'm going to dominate this match. And then uh, because she gets overconfident and overzealous, she kind of fuels her opponent into being like, she thinks she can dominate this. Nah, no way. And Chihaya just gets her ass kicked again from that point on. Mm-hmm. But also, I like the former queen just, like, contesting everything. Yeah, but Like, there always has to be that one person. And also, I like how in the Queen match with her, they were just like, Operation, who gives a damn about broadcast time? Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Yeah, and then they progress through. And then we also get to see Sensei not even giving a damn about the bet, forgetting about the bet, and just, like, beating the crap out of people in his matches Mm -hmm. for the master title. And then he ends up getting put out in the semifinals by, like, the other best person in their Karta society. No, it was by his opponent that then he tired out for then the final, so then their best person Uh, for the final then faced the... The guy who ended up winning and then went to go face in the master match. Yeah, that's the thing that happened. 
Mm-hmm. And then sometime later, they have the, the challenge and they all go around to Taichi's house to watch it on TV. And Chihaya gets invited into his bedroom and then mum spoils it. And then, and Worst then, mum. Right? Just a bitch. Well, she hates Chihaya. Oh, yeah. Which I think she is going to hate any woman who comes around Taichi. Yeah. Unless, like, she chose her. Yeah. Um, which, like, don't do. If you're a parent out there, like, no. Yeah, just hard no. Yeah, boundaries. Like, we get it. Like, you, want, you want the best for your child. Like, that's going to guarantee to make your kid miserable. Arrange uh, partnerships. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, don't do it. But yeah, so then they all go around to watch, and uh, Shinobu has gained a whole lot of weight because she <laughs> was trying to get the snowman merch, and the only way she could do that was to eat a whole bunch of ice creams because there's like 25 limited edition or whatever um, snowman merch, so she ate a load of them and um, gained quite a bit of weight. Here's the thing. I get it. You want the merch, but why would you eat all the popsicles, man? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I guess it was, but like, you could have given them away to people. No, because you obviously want the popsicle stick. But just ask because you the have stick to eat back. it to get the. Here, have have the treat and then give me the stick. If you do that to a kid, the kid's gonna give you the stick anyway because it's garbage. I guess I'm still in COVID times, so where I'm like, that's weird. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, like this show came out like forever ago. <laughs> yeah, when did this come out? 2012. I think so. Yeah, I think the first season started airing in 2012. Oh no wait. Yeah, uh, 2011, October 5th, to Oh, so so this part was running in 2012. This part was running in 2012. So see, nine years pre-COVID, so, you know, yeah. it's fine. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. You can share popsicle sticks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then they all watch the matches, and um, Chinobu ends up winning. She retains her title as queen. And then you get to see the master match. And, ooh boy, the master is, like, dude is unreal. Yeah, so he has the same kind of ability as Chihaya with his quick hearing and being able to, like, hear words that are said before they're said because of the way that people inhale and, like, their mouths form and shit because they have good ears and they're freaks. Um, And Mm -hmm. he has effectively 26 one-syllable cards that are able to, like, be differentiated right initially off the bat, as opposed to, I think, the, like, 15 or whatever it is that are actually there. Uh, So there's seven actual one-syllable cards. Okay. He is able to discern 28, and Shihaya has 20. Yes. So far. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Train those ears. Although I think it only becomes, like, 21 or 22. Mm Mm-hmm. I get she doesn't develop that much more in the next two seasons that I no. remember. But then she's a teenager, and this dude has failed college like how many times? Yeah, I like how they come up to him after he dominates his last match. Like he wins his last match like a clean sweep of twenty five cards, and then the people come up to him afterwards and they're just like, "Hey, you should try actually graduating college." Yeah, <laughs> that's something you should do. But because- oh God. I guess it's because he keeps winning the matches that, that he doesn't, like, he's, because he gets a new scholarship every time, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to worry about getting kicked out of school, because if he just keeps winning the matches, then his place is assured. I just remember Chihaya running into him, like, outside a convenience store or something in, like, season two or three, and he's just as big of a ditz as she is. And it makes me happy. <laughs> you know, for a second, you know that dude that, like, asked her out on the train station? Mm-hmm. 
And they have the same hair. So for that like brief glimpse that you get of him on TV before you actually see him the next episode, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, no. I'm remembering this. I they they didn't, did they? Because <laughs> how how funny without a bit of like a relative of his or like he had asked you how out on the train station, <laughs> right? And then Taichi just blocked him. That was great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> She's like, "What do I do? Why are these guys texting me? They're like, you gave him your phone number, just some dude that you just like bumped into once in a train station who said you were pretty." <laughs> like. Typical high school girl moment, though. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> but Tai Chi breaking up with his girlfriend is funny. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, I guess we should break up then. Cool. <laughs> okay, guys. Like, yeah, like, he immediately goes back to what he was saying, and everybody else is just like, are you okay? And then just Chihaya, that's the girl that called him Takun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. I fucking love Chihaya, man. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. That was pretty much episode 25, and then you get the bit where they're trying to get a bigger club budget, and they find out that for the next season, they have to get five more members, or they lose their club room. Yeah. But they get, like, a 30,000 yen budget, or, like, 300 bucks. Yeah. And that's your show. That's your show. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. I enjoy it very much. If you haven't seen it, go watch it, even though you know the plotline, but you do not know the plotline for season two and three, so... Go watch the first season, then go watch the second and third. Go watch it. I give it an eight. Yeah, I give it an eight too. It's really, really solid. It's a really good show to just watch casually. It's a really good show to watch. And if you want to binge it, I feel like both works. Um, yeah, it's a very easy binge. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. I didn't realize that I was binging it until I was like, like I said, starting season three. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Where was my day gone? Yeah, no, 100%, I agree. But I also feel like, I mean, I have watched it over a period of time before, and so I I feel like it is, it's very good to do that. And episode 16 is where the recap episode is, but if you're a recap episode skipper, I recommend just skipping through the recap parts because there are a few little Easter eggs in there that are mm-hmm. really good content. So watch episode 16 and just skip the recap parts if you aren't, into that and uh just watch for those little bits because there's one at the very beginning one in the middle and one at the end that yeah mm-hmm. go check out yeah 100 percent. but yeah i don't know man it was a it's just such a good watch it was such a nostalgia trip going back and watching it and getting in my feels with it because again it's weird to think that a show that you and i just watched together two years ago feels like nostalgia but at the same time I watched it, I remember where I was at, what I was doing, <clears throat> and just the conversations that you and I had, like, during Twitch streams about it, where it's just like, damn, like, this is such a weird feeling. Yeah. Well, it Which fully is-, is the foundation of our friendship. Oh, 100%, because I think you were like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about starting this anime, and I was like, cool, I'll start it too. Yeah. And then we just talked about it, and just kept binging, and binging, and binging. Yeah. And- I don't know, it was it, the first sports anime you watched, right? If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like, it's, I guess you could classify it as a sports anime, yeah. It, it is technically in the in the tags here on um, my anime list. It's a drama, mm-hmm. game, josai, school, slice of life, and sports. So, yeah, legitimately the first sports anime that I watched. But mm-hmm. also, I don't know, like a friendship was forged from it which is also part of the nostalgia and emotions 
Yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like you and I are going to have to go to Japan at some point when the the Queen tournament or something is on, so we can try and watch it at some way or another, even if we're just watching it on TV. Oh, hell yeah. Or I would go to a match if they're having yeah. some sort of tournament somewhere where we are. Hell yeah. I'd love I, to go I'd to a match. I'd love to go to a tournament. To, to a I'd love match. to hear like a professional reader, like That's... not just a voice actor do it, but a professional reader actually do it. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think it would be, I don't know, I think it would be really like kind of special to see this. This is one of those things where I, where I feel like there's so much more culture around it than even is explained in the anime. Mm-hmm. And I want to go and hear like a historian or something like actually talk about it and talk about some of the poems and and the the authors and the relationships between the authors because a lot of them are like brothers or mother and daughter or you know like there's a lot of people that are related that wrote all of these hundred poems and i want to know more about the hundred poems and then and then go and see somebody actually play and see how fast they are in real life oh yeah we should also get like an english version of the cards and just play yeah, we should. That would be fun. I'm game. That'd be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. But yeah, go watch it. Just watch it. Yeah. But watch it sub, not dub. Although, like I said, dub, not that bad. Just different. Yeah, it's just, if you start it subbed, you finish it sub. Do not watch it dubbed. I would I would still say watch it subbed because of the poems. Yeah, because there's a lot of poems being read, and if you don't watch it subbed, you're going to be a little bit lost. Yeah, and it's just because the poems are always referenced, and I'm not sure, even if they kept the the actual readings in Japanese and subbed them, I feel like the references might not be as impactful if it's translated. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it, though, so I can't say for sure. (laughs) Neither have I. There's our homework for next time. (laughs) That I'm not going to do because I don't watch dubbed. Nope. I mean, I'm sure we could find YouTube clips. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing if they dubbed or subbed the readings, um, because I'm going to be mad if they dubbed the readings, to be honest. Yeah, like, I'd be fine to watch, like, a match mm-hmm. dub, just to see how it goes, but that's about it. I don't want to watch anymore. I can't. Yeah. Their voices are too weird. It'd be like if I tried to go back and watch Attack on Titan dubbed. Like, yeah. I just can't. So, at the end of season one, pausing your feelings for all of the future, Taichi or Arata? Shinobu. <laughs> Because at this point, like, I'm just, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. my heart really wants to go for Arata. Like, it does. Yeah. But at the same time, Taichi's trying so hard. He's put in the graft. Yeah, he's he's worked his butt off to, but like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's, it's such a hard question. Because it's like, I could see it going either way. But I'm gonna go with the cop-out answer and go with Shinobu. Okay, so then even a harder question. Deskomu, Desktomu kun or Nishida for Kana. Oh. Poco desk. Oh. You jerk. <laughs> Desktomu kun. They'd make a great couple. Aren't they cute? Oh, that'd be adorable. So, I like how they're just talking and they'll start blushing with one another. So then who are we pairing with Nishida? Taichi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <gasps> Retroku. Ah, cute. I could see it. Or, uh, shit. I feel like there's somebody later on that I could see him with and I can't remember who it is. Oh, one thing I can't wait to talk about for season two is talking about Porky's sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did make an appearance in, in this season with her fun t-shirts. 
But mm. um, yeah. But yeah, we actually like get introduced to her in the second season, yeah. and uh, it's great. <laughs> I can't wait. That's one of the Easter eggs on episode sixteen. Is you get a little bit more of her, and mm-hmm. it's so cute with uh, Komino. Uh huh. I came first. Oh yeah, it's great. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's everything I had to say on it. That's pretty much all I got to say as well. So, you can find the absolutely lovely Blue Lavender on Twitch. She doesn't stream now. She may get back to it eventually. Who knows? But twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender with an A. Then you can also find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. And she also has an Instagram for her dog Tilly at the best Tilly Beans, where if you like doggo photos, that's the way to go. Because she definitely updates that more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, dog photos trump everything. Uh... <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And if you like Brad, the voice who has joined me today and all other days, you can find him on Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. He's also on Instagram under the same handle. He also runs our Instagram and Twitter for the podcast at BNB Anime. We're at BNB Anime on all of our socials. So be, for, be sure to drop us a follow or a like or whatever it is on whatever platform you're on. We also have a YouTube channel where all of our episodes are put up on, and I have videos in the works, but life has kind of hit me like a truck recently, so, you know, they're going up on the YouTube channel, but I'll get around to them. I'm sorry, I know I've been, like, plugging them forever and not actually doing anything, but I promise they're in the works. Uh, um, (laughs) And we're at BNB Anime on YouTube as well, and you can go and listen to all of our episodes on there previously, as well as drop some comments in the comments section, answer our questions that we ask throughout the shows, give us some recommendations for things that you want us to watch and review in the future and also tell us what you think of our opinions because we're just two idiots that like anime we have no qualifications and therefore we are sometimes big dumb so let us know when we are big dumb we love to hear from you we also have a website www.bnbanime.com where we again have all of our episodes ready to download as well as links to your favorite listening platform as well as some background stuff on brad and i links to our imdb where we you can see our professional voice acting work if you're interested in that as well as pictures of our artwork friends of the podcast and more kinds of stuff like that is all on all on the website. So go be sure to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm excited for next week. <laughs> I'm so excited. You probably won't be because it's hilarious cringe. I have seen gifs. I have seen memes. I'm kind of excited to actually put the two together. I mean, it's Kyoto Animation. They can do no wrong. But I love it. It's such a good show. So, thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week, one of my favorite just casual shows that I have ever watched. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It's an absolute masterpiece made by Kyoto Animation. It's about a girl who gets a dragon that can transform into a humanoid as a maid. It's hilarious. It's a great time. I can't wait for Blue to watch it and hear her thoughts on it. It's going to be awesome. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.